This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly sermon podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's sermon. Good morning. I have four words for you. New Life, welcome home. It's been a wonderful and interesting journey along the way, and uh, whether you've been part of this church from day one or this is your first time here, uh, it's a fun morning. It's, it's a milestone for, for uh, this church. It's a milestone for kind of churches across this community, and uh, we are so glad that you are here this morning, and uh, we hope that, uh, among other things, that you enjoy yourself, uh, but I'm going to speak to you in just a few minutes from God's Word, and... Um, even if that's something you're not used to, uh, it's been my prayer that you will allow God to speak into your life through His Word. Because of all the things that we do this morning, that one will be the most important. Because when you come to church, it's vastly important. It is the principal reason you'll come is to connect with God. And that's what this church is all about. It begins with connecting with God, then connecting with other people, and then making that decision to become a follower of Christ when you know the time is right and, and you know that God's working in your heart and, um, and then to develop you as a follower of Christ and eventually move you into a lifestyle of service because that's what Jesus was all about. That's what his followers are to be all about. So I welcome you uh, aboard in that journey. And uh, if you don't have a church home, uh, then it's my prayer that you'll decide to make this your church home and that you feel... Uh, that this becomes a very safe and nurturing place uh, where you can be taught the truth uh, in a setting that's comfortable and safe for you. If you have small children, uh, that, that you will find our children's ministry to be a wonderful place for your kids as well. If you have teenagers, uh, I know you're going to find our teenage ministry is a wonderful place for your kids. So, welcome to the unveiling. If you were here way back at the beginning when they rolled up the scrim and unveiled the stage and the worship band. This is kind of the unveiling of this church in this particular facility, and it's a number of things today. So this is the second anniversary of a journey that we called Ready, because basically, and you kind of saw it through the video, uh, God was saying to us, I want you to get ready for the campus that I'm going to take you to. And so for two years, we've been on that journey. And I just want to say kind of three things about that. Number one, let's celebrate what God has done through us. And that's what we've been doing this morning. In this church over the last two years, not counting what people have given in regular tithes and offerings and special offerings and all sorts of other things, but just what they've given toward this particular facility in two years' time, God has enabled us to give a million dollars. That's, that's an amazing thing to celebrate. You know, along the way, I've noticed some things that people still buy new cars. We all still go on vacation. It's amazing if someone had come to us two years ago and said, you know, I just want you as a church to come up with a million bucks. Think you can do that? The answer probably would have been, I don't see how we can do that. But the amazing thing is God has done it through us. Uh, and it's been a great journey along the way. 
Second thing I want to say about that is let's finish strong. We still have one more year to go. We still have about a half a million dollars to go on that original spiritual journey that God took us on. And so uh, that means for some of you, uh, it means that this year is going to be an amazing year because it means that God's going to do something in your life that's going to enable you to complete the pledge that you made uh, two years ago. And, uh, you know, God, God did some things in my life that, in, that have enabled Monica and me to make very significant progress on our pledge. And we're looking forward to, by the end of this year, a year from now, having completed our pledge. And that means that God's going to do something to supply that through us. And whether your pledge was just a tiny one or, uh, or, or whatever, uh, if it's what God instructed you to do, then he's going to supply it through you. So let's finish strong. Third thing I want to say is for those of you who are new and you weren't with us two years ago and didn't get in on that whole spiritual journey where for 40 straight days uh, we all prayed one simple prayer. God, what do you want to do through me to accomplish your will in this church? I want to challenge you to pray that prayer for a week. Out in the, out in the lobby, there's a table, uh, a ready table. On it, you can pick up information about that spiritual journey. And basically, what I'd like to say is, I want you to come and join in the adventure for the last year and allow God to do something miraculous through your life in a way that you know will make an eternal difference because that's really what churches are all about. So this is our second anniversary of Ready, and we've got one more to go. It's been, a, it's been a great time, so this morning we celebrate that. There's something else that we celebrate this morning, and Bob already walked you through it a little bit, and that is this is Father's Day. But I find it not without significance that we are opening this church on Father's Day, perhaps in honor of the greatest father of all, the one who is our heavenly father, that when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he said, when you pray, pray like this. Remember the first two words? Our Father. Yeah. So it's in honor of the greatest Father of all that we gather and we celebrate this Father's Day. And it's for Him that we do all that we do. I want to unveil some things for you this morning. Those of you who have been around New Life a long time, um, we have some special things for you. And for those of you who are brand new, well, you just get to jump in for the ride. So uh, here's the unveiling. We're going to unveil five or six new things. We started a couple of weeks ago, and I wish he could be here with you this morning, but we unveiled the newest member of our staff. He's, he will be the director of Youth and Families Ministries. He will also be the director of missions. His name is Kevin Finkbeiner. And today, as I speak to you, yes... Today, even as I speak to you, Kevin and 20 students from the InterVarsity Christian Fellowship chapter of Sonoma State University are on their way back from the Dominican Republic, where he has been leading them in a missions trip down in the Dominican Republic. So how fitting that he would be our director of missions. And uh, so uh, that's going to be a whole lot of fun to, be, to even be more intentional about missions than we've been. For those who are working in our children's ministries and junior and senior high ministries, Kevin is not going to do your job, I can tell you that. Those of you who are volunteers, uh, he is going to resource you, and he's going to enable you to serve even more effectively than you serve today. Uh, but, uh, boy, by all means, this church is what it is 
because of all of the volunteers who work so hard. So we started that a couple of weeks ago. We want to unveil four or five other things. The next thing we want to unveil is the new church logo. Take a look at the video screens. There it is. It'll come into focus. There, our, our graphic arts department has worked long and hard. You will recognize the tree. That tree has been with us from day one. It will be with us for quite a while longer. Uh, you will begin to see the tree with the circle around it, lots of different places around the campus. We have new stationery, new business cards. If you look at our children's ministry, like the Kids Life Ministry, it's kind of done in that same format, the Kids Construction Zone. All the ministries of the church are having the logos for the various ministries redesigned in that particular format. Uh, and so that's very crucial for, for uh, where God is taking us. It kind of becomes uh, the, the thing that people associate with God's work here. Now, we also have a new web address. If you're like me, you got tired of saying www.nulife.org. So our new web address is now much more intuitive. It's www.newlife, just like it's spelled, Petaluma, newlifepetaluma.org. And when you click on it, you will come up to our new website, our new web page. There it is completely redesigned, and I want to point out two or three things to you about it. Uh, first of all, let's go down. You see on the right there are some quick links. Let's go to the nutshell. The nutshell is what you see inside your program. It's kind of like our little newspaper for every week. And uh, you can go down there and you can click on it. They, every week they will be included in there. So if somehow yours got thrown away and you need information out of it, all you do is pull up the church's website, click on the nutshell, and it'll be posted there. Right below the nutshell are sermon podcasts. For those of you who have iPods and understand how all of that stuff works, basically there's a couple things you can do. You can, uh, you can go there and you can actually download on, on your computer and listen to uh, any of the sermons we've had recently. In fact, our goal is it won't happen this week, but probably starting next week, uh, within an hour of, of the last uh, dismissal of church, uh, the podcast will be up on the site. It'll be published and you'll be able to listen to it. Uh, you have access to it anywhere you have a computer. For those of you who have iPods, if you subscribe to the service, which is free, if you subscribe to it and you dock your iPod at night when you get up in the morning, the sermon will automatically be loaded on your iPod every week and you can listen to it anytime that you want to. Uh, also, if you have friends uh, around the country that you, would, that you know would like to listen to the sermons uh, from this church, um, that's a service that they can get purely and simply by by clicking onto the website. Now, let's go down to Connect and Map. I won't show you the map because you made it here already, so uh, I I think you got that figured out. But there are a couple of things here. First of all, you see prayer requests. Um, When you have a prayer request in the week, um, every week in this church, we have at least 10 or 12 typewritten pages of prayer requests that you turn in that the prayer team faithfully goes through, the staff faithfully goes through, the spiritual stewards faithfully go through. Um, that's just a wonderful thing that God does in this church. And we've seen so many, many, many answered prayers. When you have a prayer request in the middle of the week, there's a place there that you can um, you put in your name, type in the request. It automatically generates an email that goes to uh, our prayer team. It gets forwarded to the various members of our prayer team. It gets forwarded to the spiritual stewards, gets forwarded to the staff, 
And uh, so that's a way that even if you can't pick up the phone or whatever, you can, uh, or any, even in the middle of the night, you can certainly do that. And when we uh, sit down at our computers the next day, uh, we'll take the time to pray for you right then and there. Last thing I want to point out to you is let's go up to the calendar because this is, um, as the church grows larger and larger, it gets a little bit more difficult to keep track of everything that's happening. And I won't tell you everything you can do here, but this is, this is our calendar. It is, it is live. It's in real time. And so uh, you can see we had a Sunday kickoff service this morning at 845. There was also at the same time a Bible study called Journey Through the Bible where people go through the Bible in a, in a five-year time span that was meeting at the same time. You can see we are here at church. And so uh, get used to going to that for your information. That beats calling the office and trying to get a staff member and saying, oh, what time is, all right? Now, we won't say bad things about you while you're on the phone when you do that. <laughs> nah, we won't even say them afterwards, okay? But I have to tell you, we will wish that you had gone here. I will tell you that, okay? Because we want, we want to get you used to that. So... There's our new web address. There's our new website. And uh, now we have a special treat for you. Where's Bob? There he is. Does Bob look like man on the street? He does, doesn't he? We have a special mission for Bob. Many of you have children, and your children are in our children's ministry rooms. And uh, we thought, you know, it would be just chaos taking all of you into all of those rooms. So we're going to send Bob on a mission. He's going to go to the children's ministry rooms over the next three or four minutes. He's going to have the kids all give a shout out to you, and you're going to get to see their rooms. So um, there you go. All right. We ready? Yeah. Um, we're ready. Okay. <laughs> you're ready. Yeah. I'm ready. Have you guys seen our new booth up there? They're not ready. <laughs> okay, until they get ready, well, we're going we're gonna to do something else. Let's, let's, uh, I want to talk to you about, are we ready now? Okay, there you go. Oh, was that fun or what? <laughs> oh, it's so great that our kids are being taught the truth and so great that they're being taught it in an environment that's, that's just wonderful. You probably didn't see it. But there are video cameras, uh, security video cameras, that cover virtually every square foot of our children's ministry, and they're being monitored the whole time that you are here. Uh, well, the next section is, uh, I want to do a little bit of an honor roll, and I, uh, boy, it was really hard to narrow down. So many people have worked so hard. So there's just three groups of people that I want to that I want to recognize this morning. Although we could spend the rest of the morning here recognizing people, just like with that video system. That video system is high tech cameras, the, some of the finest on the market today, uh, all donated by one family who came, bought them all, installed them all. There's multiple screens. They're hooked into the church's network, so that when parents are here. And their kids are down in one of the classrooms where they play. The parents can be upstairs working on a computer. And in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, they can watch the room where their kids are. Uh, it's pretty amazing stuff. So, uh, but here's what we're going to do. I said a while ago that, that this church is what it is because of all of its volunteers. 
this facility that we're meeting in is truly amazing. And it's only going to get better and better. Um, it's the result of many, 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 many people who have worked here tirelessly. And uh, so if you came to any of the work parties or you made food for the people who were here at the work parties or you brought cookies or you came and worked on any of the projects, would you please stand? That's, yeah, that's amazing, and um, I'll tell you what, it took every one of us doing everything we could. I know that last night, I think the last person to leave here left about 10.45, and uh, we were still working on the place. I say we, that's an editorial we, I was not, but there were, there, there were people here working till about 10.45 last night, and back here at about 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, we have a half a dozen or so people that have just been... I mean, way over the top, over and above. Uh, I, these are people who came here not just once or twice and worked long hours. These are people who worked here day after day after day, and in some cases week after week and month after month, uh, some of them virtually every day. Some of these people took one, their one day off a week and spent the whole time here and have done that for months doing whatever needed to be done and so I would like for these people to stand, please, so we can give you special recognition. Charlie Maloon, Malia Marshall. Just remain standing. Bob Irvine. Susan Bales was the crazy lady that was in the kids, kids construction zone. That's her daughter's down here. Tammy Scranton, who just had to leave. By the way, if you like the interior decorating in this building, it's been Tammy and Susan and Monica. So, uh, Monica, would you stand wherever you are? She's probably in the children's ministry. Kim Sisson, where's Kim? Oh, Ken's up in the booth. There you go, Kim. Tom Toland. I haven't seen Tom this morning. But he has worked hard, very, very hard. And last of all, Alan Cecil. Alan, you must be up there in the booth, right? There he is, up in the, up in the loft. You guys were indispensable to this project. There's two more people I want to recognize because um, they, they have been uh, truly indispensable to this project. There's many other people, and if you came to our 10-year anniversary service, we recognize quite a few people there. Uh, these two people uh, just, I don't even hardly know where to begin. They are both subcontractors who were hired by our general contractor. They came in and just did outstanding work. But it wasn't just their outstanding work as subcontractors. They came on board with hearts that were fully in tune with this church. They are both Christian brothers. And they came to this project not as a usual construction project. They came, and uh, they came with creative ideas. They changed things that needed to be changed without creating a change order that we had to pay for. 
They both came on their own time and worked as volunteers on the weekends when they weren't getting paid anything and it wasn't even part of their contract. Um, they, they have just, uh, I wouldn't even know the amount of hours that they have spent. And one of them does not even go to this church. Goes to Calvary Chapel. He's on the leadership there. But these two guys are just outstanding, outstanding men. And I can tell you very clearly, this building would not look like it does today without them. I want you to recognize them with me. Would you please? Mark Doolittle and Patrick Ibanez. I never ever heard of a subcontractor who would do that. We had two. What a wonderful thing. Well, I want to speak to you a little bit about uh, God's Word. So I want you to get ready to listen. I want you to open your hearts. Because God has a message for us. And uh, this is an interruption in our usual flow of sermons. I'm in the middle of a series of sermons called Nine Days in the Life of Jesus. So if you come back next Sunday, you'll get sermon number seven in Nine Days in the Life of Jesus. But for this morning, I want to give you... um, a couple of scriptures, but before I do that, i got to give you one more piece of information. You ready for the last unveiling? Our grand opening date, okay? This is our soft opening. In advance of our grand opening, we're going to mail out an invitation to every single person who lives in the greater Petaluma area. And uh, that is gonna, that's going to be a great thing. We have some very special things planned for that day, but I want you to write it down on your calendar because you're not going to want to miss this date. It is September the 7th. That's after everybody's back from vacation, okay? And uh, we have a lot of things to get done between now and then, so if you've been coming and working, take a week off and then come back, all right? (laughs) I think the staff needs a week off to recoup, and and then we'll start working toward that grand opening. Now let me talk to you from God's Word. First passage I want to read to you is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. It says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. You know, this campus is certainly a confirmation of that truth. When we started into this journey, we were told by a consulting firm who had done this with thousands of churches that this church could expect to raise about a half a million dollars. And uh, so we headed into this uh, journey thinking, okay, with a half a million dollars, that'll give us some money. We can lease some space. We can build out uh, maybe a small, maybe a smaller space than this. We can use it for five or ten years. It'll be our interim campus, and then eventually God will take us to the campus that He wants us at. Well, guess what? He had a better plan for us than that. And when the dust had cleared at the end of our original commitments for ready, and we were between a million and a million and a half dollars, was like. Oh my goodness, God must have a bigger plan. So we looked for larger space to lease. And every time we went to lease it, God made sure it got leased right out from underneath us. And eventually he brought us to this place that we thought was well beyond what we could possibly afford. And God said, well, no, it's not beyond what I can afford. So if you just walk with me in this, I'll walk you through it. And so sure enough, when we started in, we had no clue. We could literally say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has even entered into our mind. We hadn't even imagined 
what God had prepared for us. Now, I can tell you this morning that this is, this is a milestone because it marks the end of a chapter for this church, but it also marks the beginning of a whole new horizon. And it's our deep desire that many, many more people will come to know Jesus in this place. It's our deep desire that many, many more families will come and bring their children and that we can partner with them in helping communicate the truth of God to them. It's our deep desire that many people that today struggle with the bondage of addiction will come to this place and here they will encounter and meet God who can break that addiction in their life. It's our deep desire that today, maybe even this morning, people who are out there fighting on Father's Day and their marriages are in deep trouble, that they will come here and they will find a God who can guide them to healthy spaces so that not only can their marriage be saved, it can become a wonderful marriage. It's our deep desire that people will come here and they will have their prayers answered and that literally the lives of their children will be spared. It happens virtually every week in this church already. Just reading through emails that came this past week while I was gone. And, and, and one in particular just jumped to the top. Many of us have prayed for a young man by the name of Michael. Some of you have logged on to prayformichael.com, which, which is a site. Uh, an 18-year-old kid that uh, he and his parents have just recently started coming here. And, and uh, he got the flu. The flu went down into his heart. And it damaged one of the valves of his heart. And uh, it's just hard to imagine. He's a kid that plays soccer at a very high level. And the doctor said, well, you've got two choices. You can replace it with a pig's valve or you can replace it with a mechanical valve. If you replace it with a pig's valve, it'll be, work great for about 10 years, but then it'll need to be replaced. And, and who knows what happens after that and how many times you can do that. If you replace it with a mechanical valve, your soccer playing days are done. Just that simple. All scheduled to go into surgery. Got to do it now. His heart's enlarging. And um, the day of the surgery, the surgeon called and said, we can't do it. My wife's going into labor. I've got to go with her. Um, and, and they were crestfallen, as you, might, as you might imagine. They started doing some checking around. And they found out that there are doctors in this area that specialize in, in heart valve repair. And as it turns out, God took them to another hospital. His, his valve was completely repaired. And uh, he should live a normal, healthy life and still play soccer. So... No eye has seen, no ear has heard. No mind has imagined all the things that God has prepared. What's the condition? For those who love him. And I want to tell you this morning, you may have come this morning just to check out the facility. You may have come because you heard the buzz or whatever. That's okay. But I want you to know that life really begins when you decide to love God. 
Uh, there, there's a whole level of living that you'll never know until you make that decision. But once you've made that decision and you start to walk in that decision, God begins to move in your heart. And God begins to do things in your life that are not human. He's not going to pamper you. He's not going to spoil you. He's not going to take all your troubles away. But I can tell you this. He will walk with you through every one and he will redeem every one of them. And eventually you will see that life is at a whole different level when you walk through it with God. Now this is the second passage I want to take you to. And here, here it is in Ephesians chapter 1. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. Just on the surface, does that sound positive or negative? <laughs> That's like positive over the top, isn't it? That's just such a wonderful thing. Now, this is the unveiling. And in this passage, there is an unveiling. Okay? Let me read it to you again. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you a spirit of wisdom and what's the next word? Revelation. That's an unveiling. In other words, what Paul is saying is that there are certain things in life that you will not naturally see. It'll be a little bit like what the stage looked like when you first came in this morning and the scrim was down and, 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 and there was light on it and you knew that there was somebody behind there because you could hear it. And, and then when it was back a little, little bit, you could kind of see the band, but it wasn't until the scrim was rolled up that you could actually fully see what you would normally see. Well, that's kind of how it goes in life. We walk through life. We kind of stumble through life. We're doing the best we can, but it's like we're walking in a fog until we decide to get on board with God. And when we get on board with God, God begins to give us what Paul calls there the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And he starts to lift the fog of our life. And we start to see what life is really all about. And you know, when you're walking in a fog and a mist, it's really hard to make good decisions because you can't see clearly. And you think certain things are true that turn out not to be true when you finally get there. But God says, you know, if you'll walk with me, then I'm going to lift the fog and mist from your life. And then there are three specific things that God says that we, that we are going to be able to do better. And there's a flow in this passage that I want to walk you through the flow. First of all, it says, I keep asking. That means Paul or you or somebody else, a person somewhere, starts to pray to God. None of this stuff will happen in your life if you go through life with the I wish strategy. Okay? It's when you decide that you're going to take the I pray strategy, even if you don't know how to pray yet. All you have to do is write on that welcome card, I want to learn how to pray. We will come alongside you. We'll begin to teach you how to pray. It's not that difficult. So somebody prays. They pray to God. You know what God does? God releases resources from heaven that come into the life in the form of wisdom and revelation. 
And then God says, there are three things that are going to happen when I do this. Number one, you're going to get to know me better. Can I tell you that of all the relationships you can develop in life, none will be more important to you than getting to know God. Because I can tell you from the standpoint of a pastor, when you lay on bed, on your bed, at the end of your life, you're going to want to know the answer to that question. I cannot tell you how many people have called me and said, Pastor, can you come up to the hospital? I realize now that my life is leaving me, I have not taken care of the most important thing that I should have taken care of. Now, it's great that God has a message of grace and forgiveness and acceptance for them in that moment of time. But you know what's really sad about that? They went through their whole life and didn't know God. How sad is that? They went through their whole life. And when life got tough, they didn't really have someone greater than another human being that they could turn to. They didn't know God personally. Yesterday, as I was returning from a week or, or the latter half of that week in fasting and prayer, I was driving back from Angel's Camp, and it was just wonderful uh, to ride, no radio on, just me in the car, and just begin to pray and share that journey with God. And, and just, yeah, I got, got caught in traffic some places, but you know something? When you have a conversation with God and you get stuck in traffic, it's really hard to honk the horn and get frustrated. <laughs> it's amazing the level of peace that God brings into your life when you realize, you know, it's not that important that you keep driving the speed limit. I know there's a person up there who's decided to drive 35. Yeah. And I know that you're the 20th car in line behind them. But you know something? Life's still pretty good. More time to share with me. More time just to live life at a level that's rich and sweet. So that's the first thing he says. God says, I want to give you this spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you can know me better. Second thing he says, I, I, I want you to know the hope to which I'm calling you. I'm amazed at how often my phone rings and the voice on the other end of the line is hopeless. I'm amazed at how many people walk through life with little or no hope and they're just trying to make it to the next day. They're just somehow hoping that if I can buy another tool or another toy or go on another vacation, that somehow the pain and the emptiness in my life, the pain will subside and the emptiness will begin to be full. So they buy another tool and guess what? The pain is still there and the emptiness is still there. They go on another vacation. They have more pictures, more things to talk about. But the emptiness is still there and the pain is still there. But God says, you know, if you get on board with me and you open your life to me and you decide that you want to love me and you decide that I know what's best for your life and you begin to trust me, 
I will take you by the hand and I will not only begin to raise the fog in your life so that life begins to make sense, but I will allow you to begin to look beyond today to the horizons of tomorrow and beyond. And God says, I will give birth in your life to what the Apostle Peter would call a living hope. That's a pretty amazing thing. God says, I want you to know the hope to which I've called you, and not just in this life, but in the life to come. I got an email this week about an aunt of mine, a lady I love dearly, a lady that I worked in ministry with many years. For 10 years, I was the worship pastor of a church, and she was pretty much the only keyboardist for 10 years that I worked with. The email just simply said, major decision. I began to read. I knew what it was. She's been battling a very rare form of cancer for eight years. And she went to the doctor this last week, and the doctor said, I'm sorry. Don't count in more than six months. Hmm. You know something? That lady's about ready to close a chapter in her life, but it's not the end of her life. She's getting ready for the life that's really life. She knows the hope to which God has called her. And she's about ready to make good on the biggest hope of them all. The third thing is that you will know the inheritance, the glorious inheritance that God has in his saints. The Bible's very clear. God's here this morning. You can't see him. You don't know for sure whether he's sitting in the chair next to you or right up here beside me. I don't know where he is. He's probably all over this building today. I know he's here. He said he would be here. And you know something? When we gather together and we get excited about his work among us, and when we celebrate his answered prayers, and when we celebrate his provision through us, and when we decide, God, you're good, you're good enough that I've decided I'm going to love you for the rest of my life, and you're good enough that I've decided I'm going to trust you with the rest of my life, and you're good enough that I've decided I'm going to become a follower of Jesus, and from this day forward, I understand that life is about sharing it with you, and I'm on board with that. Well, I'll tell you something. That does something in the heart of God. It does something wonderful because you and I were created to be his children and it's not until we decide that we're going to love him for the rest of our life that he gets the blessing of us acting like his children. And as a father, I can tell you that when your kids love to be your kids, that's as good as it gets on Father's Day, isn't it? That's very true. And when we decide that we love being God's kids, that's as good as it gets for God because this is his glorious inheritance in his saints. Not just here, but in churches all across our town and in churches all across the world and in churches all across the centuries. What a wonderful and glorious inheritance God has in his saints the people that go to his church. So we are blessed. 
And that's God's message for us. It's that we might know those three things. And that is the greatest unveiling. Because there is no greater revelation than God beginning to reveal himself to you individually. I had a phone call this week from a guy who's just started attending New Life. And he's wrestling with a decision in his life. And, and he's made the decision to become a follower of Christ. But he's trying to figure out the first time in his life when God really became real. It's a wonderful story. He was training in the military and there was all sorts of stuff going on. And he was scared to death and, 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 and just feeling completely overwhelmed. And... He said, I just looked up to the sky and I said, God, if you're up there, would you get me through this? And he said, Pastor, I don't know how to tell you this. But he said, I saw in my mind my father reach down and put an arm under each shoulder and begin to raise me up. And I felt him carry me through all of those training exercises. And I was okay. You know, there is no unveiling or revelation that compares to when you get on board with God and God begins to reveal himself to you. Now, I want to give you that invitation this morning. If you came to church and you don't yet have that kind of relationship with God. Believe me, that's not just for spiritual giants. God designed life so that we could all know Him. And He wants to give you that invitation. You could make that decision this morning. And say, okay, from this point on, I want to get on board with God. Then just indicate that on your welcome card in a few minutes and we will get with you and help you walk in that process. Now, the greatest revelation of God's goodness and love to you and to me is this. And it's not coming via cell phone. <laughs> the greatest revelation of God's love to you and to me was Calvary. You probably noticed on the stage behind me, there's a white cross. Virtually every service from now on, that white cross will be up there somewhere. It is the constant of this church. We will never forget. I know you've seen those bumper stickers that say 9-11, we will never forget, right? I want you to understand, we will never forget Calvary. Because it was on that day that God said, I love you enough that I would give up my life so that you could be my kids. And so, at the end of this first service here, we're going to do what's probably the most important thing in this service. We're going to honor Christ, who is our Savior, who is our Lord and our King, the one we sang about earlier. And we're going to do that by participating in communion, as we do every week here at New Life. So the ushers are going to pass through 
the audience trays. If you're at a place in your spiritual journey where you want to, I I want to invite you to. If you want to honor Christ with us, I want to invite you. On those trays, you will see portions of bread and portions of juice. If you want to honor Christ with us, even if it's the first time you've ever done it, if you want to do it in honor of Christ, then you take a piece of the bread, you take the cup, and then you pass the tray to your neighbor and just hold the bread and hold the cup um, for a few minutes. And then uh, we're going to do it maybe a little differently than we normally do at New Life. I'm going to ask you to hold it, and in a couple of minutes, we're going to, we're going to eat the bread and drink the cup all together. Um, so if you're not at a place where you're ready to do that, that's okay too. Just pass it on to your neighbor uh, and spend the time in quiet reflection. Uh, so would you join me in prayer right now? Lord Jesus, we are so, so very grateful and so very mindful of the day that was the toughest day of your life on this earth, the day that you walked that long and dusty road to Calvary with the crowd of people all around you, some yelling one, some yelling another, some trying to yell words of encouragement, but most yelling words of ridicule. And you did it because of us. You saw how lost we were. You saw how without hope we were. You saw how alienated from God we were by our sin. And you said, I can do something about that. And I will. And so now, Lord Jesus, we honor you for what you did for us. We receive these emblems in your name. Amen.
We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information and past sermons, at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.